So I think this week, uh, me and the boy, we, uh, we're both finding ourselves in the throes of life. And uh, I think it relates well to our topic this week. Um, we're going to kind of go over the question of if a tree falls in the forest with no one there to hear, does it make a sound? And of course, this can be you know, looked at in many different ways, but we're mostly going to focus on, you know, how it can be looked at in relation to, like, personal development and self-care and stuff. Um, and, you know, do, like, doing those things for yourself without anybody else to really always notice the differences. You know, if you're, if you're single, there's not really a significant other that you're trying to that you're trying to please or and there's nobody that you're doing it alongside you know man a lot of times when you're single and alone it can really feel like there's nobody around to even really comment on what's going on with you and, and how you feel mm-hmm. yeah i mean like i think well another thing that we've been talking about is just sort of you know whenever you're not doing life with anybody and you're just doing it for yourself you know, there's some periods of time whenever you're like, oh, well, cool. It's just about me. I'm going to you know, do things that make me happy. I'm going to keep on working on myself. And it can be this thing where you're like, oh, well, I've never gotten motivation for myself. So now that I'm doing it for the first time, it's sort of exciting. But then after a while, like something that I've hit recently, is it a, uh, it kind of loses its excitement and then things just sort of seem mundane. And of course, I mean, you're assigning meaning to everything yourself. So I mean, the things that seem mundane, it's like, there's a reason why, why they do, but, you know. Sometimes you feel like a satellite uh, around other people and you're just kind of watching their interactions uh, and their, maybe the couples that you know, you're just watching them. And I guess maybe feeling like, oh, you know, maybe what if I had someone? But I think recently for me, I've just been in a state of like uh, a gray area where um, it's kind of like a, a term that I came up with recently, uh, mellow joy where you definitely still get, like, you know, uh, happy about things maybe in, in moments of humor in social situations, and uh, you, do, you still do things that you enjoy, but uh, there is lacking from your life a vital kind of stimulation that elevates you to a state higher than uh, um, stagnation. I think for me, the largest thing is just like feeling passion because, you know, I've always looked towards relationships that I was having um, to give me that sense of passion and like feeling like there was more to life than whatever I was doing. I mean, like, I mean, I guess more specifically, like whatever I was doing, even if it wasn't really bringing me passion, like I always sort of felt that in my heart because like I, you know, Oh, I have a love that's that's getting me by, and no matter how things are, I still got that love, and it's it's driving me. 
So I feel like lately since I've sort of accepted that, you know, I, I this is my time to be alone and um, most likely not going to have another relationship anytime soon. And I've sort of accepted that it's almost like I've um, just sort of been, you know, disappointed in the sense that that passion that I felt in the past from relationships, um, it's not going to be there. And, you know, I'll probably have to figure out how to feel it a different way. I mean, it's just like, it's good. You know, I, I need to figure that out for myself eventually or else I'm never going to be happy on my own. But at the same time, it's just like, I think it's natural to, to want things to be easy. And it's like, you know, they shouldn't be easy or else you'd, you'd never grow or learn anything or anything like that. But um, lately I've just been, I've been having to constantly remind myself of like, you know, what I'm doing this for, what I'm working towards. And, and I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm working towards, you know, a, a, a place that I can get to where I'm just, you know, I'm, I'm happy. And I have an understanding of my emotions and uh, the things that I feel that aren't super pleasant and having an understanding that makes it more, uh, more tolerable. There's the understanding that comes with time with unpleasant days or feelings where I, I think um, I understand that uh, tomorrow I'll feel different and soon enough I won't feel like this. Uh, and more recently I've just kind of been feeling like um, it's kind of just you and the grind and you'll feel yourself cutting these different situations every day uh, before you know it and time passes quickly and a lot of time it doesn't feel like there's actually a lot of room to a lot of room or time to take yourself into account but you don't know if you really want to anyway because you don't feel like there's much, much there on the inside well I mean something I've also you know considered recently was the idea that I mean, at, at, at least in in our society, this idea that we always need to be growing, always need to be changing, always need to be uh, developing. And of course, we've, you know, I think we've been thinking about that idea a lot lately. But also, you know, what if we accepted that every now and then we, we can just you know, relax and not always trying to be growing or changing. And we can just like, you know, enjoy the moment. And that's definitely something that I desire quite a lot, I think. And I, I think I do find it fairly often. Um, I think while feelings of, of, personal uh, loneliness can can be the downfall of youth and that's from yourself a lot of the time 
emotions and situations with other people, outside forces are the ones that can uh, disturb your homeostasis. Um, you know, and recently, like, I've felt uncomfortable or anxious just looking at the anxiety of other people and thinking, like, why are they so... Why are they so caught up in this situation and, and freaking out kind of? And that's just not something that I do. But in in my uh, blasé kind of look outlook on life, I don't have uh, as much of a passionate excitement uh, in my being. So I don't um, feel as much of a immediacy with things well i mean would you say that you know that lack of uh, i guess lack of excitement whatever whatever you would call it um do you think that would make you more um more likely to try and feed off of others excitement and like you try to get your passion from others there's definitely been relationships and the social encounters i've had in my life where the other person provides something that I know I can't really produce myself, so I, I definitely enjoy the uh, spontan spontaneous nature of it, as well as the um, I guess sometimes it's silliness and, and stuff like that, and uh, you you kind of miss that kind of stuff when it's not around because it's not something that I feel like I can produce myself and. Well, I mean, I even, you know, whenever I started my last relationship, it was with this person that I thought was pretty, like, fun and uh, entertaining, somebody who always, like, wanted to do things that were exciting, and I sort of saw myself as, like, kind of a boring person, or at least somebody that hadn't really put a lot of effort into going out and trying to have fun or trying to experience new things. Um so yeah, I think, you know, on the on the topic of the episode, I think whenever it is just you and there's not anybody like really motivating you to go out and do fun things, it's just like the concept of, you know, going out there and doing fun things for yourself and having that experience, but then like not telling anybody about it. But it's like it's just purely for the experience and not telling anybody about it or um or like feeding off of somebody else's experience. And I think that's the whole thing. It's like, you know, if a tree falls in the forest, no one, no one there to hear doesn't make a sound. And it's like, you know, doing all these things without anybody around you to, to notice or to comment on it, you know, what is it, what is it giving you? What is the experience? Is it making any impact on you at all? Even though nobody else is around you to comment on it or to, to really share the experience with you. What does your journey mean? What does it mean to you? And what does it mean in terms of someone living through something? I feel like uh, you have to say it in other words, like having fun is not really something that I strive for because I... 
can't really make it myself. I mean, it's, it's, it's a pleasant surprise whenever someone else brings it to me. Well, yeah, and I mean, I think it's been a struggle for me because I, uh, I've been trying to find comfort and looking towards the future. And it's like, okay, well, if I do all of this now, make this growth, then one day it will all be worth it. I'll reach this place where I'm, where I'm better, I'm happier, more healthy. I'm going to have these relationships. I'm going to get married one day and stuff. But like, I think it sort of inhibits me from actually acknowledging the bulk of it all at the, the point to all this. And I think it's, you know, I should be just focusing on the present being present in all my experiences and just like focusing on the experience that things give me instead of constantly worrying about why I'm doing it. And it's like, Oh, well I'm working towards this future, but it's like, you know, I can think about the future sometimes, but I shouldn't focus on it as much as I am right now because I don't know. I mean, like I think it's been really hard for me to, to, to just do things merely for the experience without thinking about like the larger picture i'm like okay well i'm doing this because i'm working towards this and that's why i think it's interesting to think about uh you know the idea that well maybe we shouldn't always be working towards something and constantly be focused on growth and development maybe we should just we should make make it more of a point to just experience things to the fullest and live in the present moment and it's really hard to do that whenever the present moment doesn't really feel exciting at all. To gain excitement in life, in my life, if it doesn't involve other people, I just go out and do things. Um, like I go to different kind of nature spots in my city that I've never been to before, and I go to new places. Um, and that way, you're kind of in a way open to different thought patterns by being in a different physical location uh, and that helps you to refresh yourself and, and not get caught up just in the the patterns that you have for yourself even though you know I think many of those patterns are good and necessary to keep you going so that you're not just completely bored and stuff you know like maybe you have to force yourself to start exercising in the beginning, but eventually you're just kind of like, yep, I, I'm not doing anything, so I'm going to go run. Well, I mean, like one, one part of it is routine, but then also, I mean, it's interesting because I, uh, I was actually listening to Emotional Intelligence because that's the, the book that I've been listening to the past few weeks. Uh, it's fucking long. <laughs> um, but they were, they were talking about how you know, people that start exercising on a regular basis, they're like, oh, well, days that I exercise, this feels good. Uh, it makes me feel better the rest of the day. And then whenever you keep on doing it on a regular basis for a long period of time, then, like, you get to this point whenever the days that you don't exercise, you're focusing on how, like, it makes you feel pretty bad because you're used to the days that you do exercise. So then it, like, it's routine, but then it's also like, it's almost like you get into this habit of like, to... I think it's it's like a hunger. You crave it. Yeah. You and crave it's, it's that interesting. 
you crave if it's something like exercise not only the physical feeling of it but you crave the mental satisfaction much like a drug and I've, I've gotten to that point i think because you know i started going regularly again like two or three months ago started going like a few times a week and then it got to like four or five and you know i've been going consistently and i've never had um you know like a workout kick last this long usually like the periods that i'm working out i'm like oh this is fun and then I just stop going like, oh, this helps. This is good. And then I just like, you know, stop thinking about it and I'm not going. But now it's just like, you know, I'm more determined and more uh, more sure of the effects that it gives me. But yeah, I mean, like, I don't know, whenever I was in a relationship, I was like, oh, I'm going to stop smoking weed. I'm going to start going to the gym, kind of do all these things and let's do them together. And it was, it was like this fun thing that you can do as a couple, you know, it's like, Oh, we're, we're in love. We're going to get better together. We're going to, you know, live our best lives. And, you know, I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. And uh, I think I really, I really missed that aspect of uh, my relationship. But at the same time, the satisfaction that you can get from doing things like just for yourself and doing it for your own reasons and then you know experiencing the the benefits by yourself it's like you're not trying to get fit for your significant other you know it's like you are you're doing all these things for yourself for your own reasons and whenever you see the benefits it's like, it's just going to be you because you're not, you know, I mean, you have friends and everything, but you're not necessarily coexisting in the same way that you would if you were in a serious relationship. I think when it comes to things like doing things for yourself and just enjoying and embracing the way that you are because those things come naturally to you, at least at that current time, you know, I don't think you should let anyone else really uh, try and put you down or or dissuade you from from what you feel is right to you. I mean, recently, uh, it was in a joking manner, but I think characteristic of this person, a family member came to me recently uh, when I walked into a room, and just because of the, the style of clothes that I was wearing, uh, they said, uh, like, okay, I'm sorry, but, like, you're going to have to, like, change this about your look. And I was like, fuck off, no. You know, all in, all in a fairly joking manner. It was lighthearted. But it was also like, don't don't joke about that. You know? Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's just something that, you know... Not everybody is going to be thinking about that kind of stuff all the time, but other people, I think, can have uh, a look a look on you that's like... They understandably haven't taken the time to understand why you might be doing something, and they might try and persuade you to change it or do something different well and it's like you know no matter how confident you are and 
you know, self-determined you are, you're still going to be affected by the people around you, what they, what they, you know, may be thinking of you or, you know, the influence of others. I think I'm very much affected by the people around me. And when it seems to me like, like people make quick judgments, which, you know, I'm, I'm sure I do as well, but it seems to me when people make quick judgments about you and they don't take the time to even step into your social sphere, instead just projecting their own towards you, that's not cool, man. That's like... I can I can be in situations where I feel and desire to be really withdrawn from people because it just feels like they're not um, they're not playing the game with me. They're playing the game at me. When it's like you know, me and you were talking about this the other day, but I uh, I've recently been thinking that you know. Maybe I am more extroverted than introverted, and my entire life up into this, <clears throat> up until you know this point where I'm questioning this all over again, I always thought that you know I was probably probably somewhere in the middle of introverted and extroverted, but I always just assumed that I was more on the introverted side. Um, but lately, I've sort of realized that. Some days I feel really good and some days I feel pretty bad. And I've been just trying to pay closer attention to the factors that go into my mental state. And uh, I would definitely say I feel much better when I'm around other people. And I, I've gotten better at you know being by myself and doing my own thing. Uh, I am alone pretty frequently, I'd say, just like going to school, even though I'm around other people. Same thing with the gym. I'm around other people, but I'm going by myself. I'm doing it by myself. <laughs> but, you know, when I'm with friends and uh, or I'm at work, just like whenever I'm around other people intentionally, uh, I feel much better. Being around people usually makes me feel better uh, unless it's um, a person with a with the feeling around them that, you know, arises something in you which is uncomfortable. But I also spent many months, um, just a few months ago, being very alone. Uh, and it was, it was many things. It was at times pretty negative and I got into negative thought patterns. At the same time, I began to understand I think what life is like for many other people, uh, especially older people, you know, um, statistics show and a lot of people you'll find are actually just uh, older people. I mean, are, they don't really have friends, uh, a lot of older men, especially. Yeah. And like, you know, on top of that, say you're really old and you get divorced and you didn't have any friends outside of your marriage. And then there's also that, that thing where it's like, you know, you, you, as a couple, you have friends and like that you hang out with like together. But then whenever you get divorced, your, your spouse 
your ex-spouse keeps all the friends and then you're just like completely alone and you're like, oh, fuck. So that's what happened to my dad, you know? And he's always like, oh, I have no friends. And it's like, yeah, I mean, that sucks, dude. Like you're doing a lot of things wrong in your life. But, you know, I got to admit that your circumstances are not ideal at all. And it's, I do feel bad for him. I can kind of easily see that happening to me, um, if not soon, then just when I'm older. Because I'm not really someone who has the inborn, maybe extroverted desire to reach out to people that much. There is people that I do that with, but a lot of the time I just... It's not that I wait for other people to contact me, because I'm not even thinking about it. I just, when when people do contact me and I have a good relationship with that person, I'm like, yeah, for sure. Like, yeah, and time. I mean, I've actually been thinking about, you know, reaching out to people a lot more lately. Um, it's like, obviously, there's some people that I just, like, am not on the best of terms with or I feel like they don't want to be talking to me, so I don't reach out to them. I'm just like, oh, well, if they want to have a relationship with with me, then... They'll eventually reach out, I guess, but most likely not. I think people are very different, and you'll find that a lot of people just don't have the desire to um, instigate things, but not not in a negative way. Yeah, I mean that's why like a lot of my relationships that I've had and friendships that I've had, and like I just you know never talk to them. I go very a very, very long time without talking to them because I feel like they don't want to have a relationship with me, so I don't reach out to them, and they just don't reach out because that's not what something that they do. But, you know, then I have my my good friends, and, like, I mean, some days whenever I'm just, like, feeling like I, I have a desire to express um, how much my relationships do mean to me, I'll just, like, go through my messages and I'll be like, I'll just tell, like, the people that are close to me, you know, I'll just be like, hey, I really appreciate our friendship. Or, or make it, like, more specific to that, that person. Or, like, hey, now you've been going through this. I'm here for you. Like, you know, I just, I want my relationships that I have to, uh, I want to communicate, you know, how special they are to me. And I want those people to know that, um, You know that they can come to me, and that um, that they're important to me. You know. Getting the old notebook. Some ideas that we have written down. What we got there, but let's take a look here. Once you have a taste of external validation, that isn't validation. easy. Yeah, it isn't easy to find it in yourself again. Yeah, I mean, I think that's a really good point because with relationships, I mean, whenever you first start dating that person and you realize that, hey, like, oh, I'm falling in love with this person, yada yada, and they feel the same way about me. Uh, you just you get so much validation from that. You're like, oh well, this person, you know, has these feelings for me, and that makes me really special. And then 
you know, not only is it that, but they're like actually verbalizing the things that they feel about you and they're making you feel important and like somebody that, you know, deserves to, f to have these things felt about them, you know, things like that. And then whenever you're by yourself, it's, I mean, of course, like we said, you, you have friends and maybe those friends are pretty good about telling you, um, what you mean to them and what they like about you, stuff like that. But for the most part, whenever you're single, you're, you're producing those things by yourself. And that's why self-care is really important. Um, just like taking care of yourself, telling yourself what you like about yourself, even like the things that kind of seem cheesy and silly, but like you need to, you need to love yourself. And sometimes that does mean like verbalizing it to yourself and like, Hey, you did good with this. I'm proud of myself for these reasons. It can be difficult to um, to recognize things that you like about yourself when you don't feel like other people recognize them. And uh, you can kind of get into a state um, of existence where and just like feeling like your entire existence is mundane yeah that's definitely one way to put it i think well i mean i think the things that i've been struggling with recently is like you know some days i get depressed but for the most part like i'm good at keeping myself busy i feel like i'm really good at my job um i've been going to the gym a lot i'm in school i'm doing things that you know i know are good for me or i know that they're going to help me but then at the end of the day, it's like sometimes I just look at everything that's going on in my life and I'm like, you know, I feel sort of alone. And the all the things that I'm doing, I know that I value them and I know that there's purpose in them, but I still feel a lack of purpose. And I think I, I've sort of been very aware of the loss of love that I've felt in the past and I just I feel very sad about it I guess and then some days I don't even feel sad about it I just feel like man I mean what am I doing it's like all these things I know that I should be doing and I know that there's value in them but I still feel sort of like my life lacks purpose and then I just sort of start to question, well, what am I doing wrong? And then if I'm not doing anything wrong, I mean, why can't I look at these things and assign more meaning to them? Like, I feel like I'm just telling myself that my life is mundane whenever there's really nothing mundane about it because I'm doing all these things that, that should mean something. And I think I'm good at a lot of these things that I'm doing. I think... I'm special, I guess, but like, I don't know. I guess I, I feel that I feel that I should be experiencing more passion or more excitement for the things that I've been filling my time with.
but I just I've been seriously seriously lacking that excitement, and it's it's been frustrating me lately. I think I've largely felt that way for a long time, uh, and I I don't tend to look at things and expect myself to feel more. I kind of live with the view that things uh, will just transpire the way they will, you know, and you will control as much of that as you can, but in reality I do feel like, you know, maybe it's... uh, Maybe it's from a couple of years ago when I first began to think about nihilism and the kind of a belief or a realization, I think might be a better way to put it, that things don't really hold a meaning. You, you do assign your own meaning to things, but for me, I think I live in a state of... A, physical acceptance and the things that I can really find the most interest in uh, are physically alluring things that seem uh, cool or expressive of the lives that we human beings live in in terms of of film and art uh, and expressing Emotion, you know, I think the best films and the best types of art really express emotion. The best music, you know, people like it because a lot of music just sounds good, but a lot of music, I think, really speaks to you. Maybe the lyrics, you know, you listen to them and you very much relate and you feel something higher than your normal state of mundane life. Uh, And to me... It's like almost something spiritual. I think that is the way that I can be most spiritual in life is uh, the act of listening to music that you that you can connect to or sharing that music with somebody else. Well, not just music. Or uh, yeah, I mean, just, uh, any. I think work of art. I think being spiritual to me is 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 a state of deeper reflection upon what uh, existence means and how it makes us feel and how it makes you feel. And sometimes you'll be somewhere in a moment where you'll feel something deeper and it will take you out of your small body and place you into a, a thought cloud of perhaps even immense understanding. But it does often feel like you're always searching for understanding. There's many thoughts to have about many things and many ways to feel those passions and vigors. Well, man, I think the reason that this, that this idea that we're kind of touching on this week is is so important to me it's because I think my whole life I've sort of tried to find that excitement and that meaning and uh, 
just purpose in general in other people. And at times it was more unhealthy than others, like, you know, being completely dependent on another person or just being, like, afraid to be alone, stuff like that. Um, but even at my most healthy times, um, whenever I was okay with being alone and I wasn't necessarily completely dependent on anybody else, I still felt most of my excitement in life from my time spent with other people. And my, and I guess just the existence of my relationships that I had with other people. So I think lately I've been trying to form a better relationship with myself and find more excitement and things um, that weren't attached to other people. Yeah, you know, and, and maybe it sounds a bit new age, but I think there is there is a holiness in trying to understand your relationship with the universe. I think the other day you were telling me, or maybe in the last podcast, we were talking about how you have begun to look at the small details more closely and kind of try to see how small things work in terms of the bigger outcome. I think that can be a positive creative outlook um, that helps you begin to understand that things in their permanently unpredictable nature are much the same but always changing and I guess like just the the fact that things just happen and like we can work towards things and we can see progress and stuff but at the same time you know the world is always moving around us and um, I feel like a lot of our circumstances are things that we can't control and I think that that thought, that, uh, that that concept has been sort of adding to the feelings of uh, mundaneness and just like the trivial aspect of life that I've been feeling. I'm like, okay, well, we can do so many things to uh, make us feel better and to try to work towards things and stuff, but there's still so much that we can't control. So it does sort of feel a little bit trivial sometimes. I think the flip side of nihilism is perhaps after you've gone through the negative feeling of realizing the mundane, which is everything in your life, you can begin to also see that there's a positivity in not having to worry unless things call for immediate um, you know, fight or flight response. And trying to just just drop out, just drop out of it, and, and I think yeah, I think appreciate the moment more for itself. Uh, and the only things that are mundane are the th are the things that we we label as mundane. It's like we give everything meaning ourselves, so nothing is 
surely mundane unless we assign it that, you know. I think mundanity doesn't have to be negative, I think. Is, that, is mundanity a word? I believe so. You just making a word, dude? i got a dictionary right here. That's your dick. Get my hand out of your pants. He's raping me. This is not true. And that was not a that was not an appropriate, an appropriate joke. I'm sorry, viewers, listeners. I think if you look uh, at the lives of Native peoples, like the Native Americans, um, you know this is my understanding of it. Could be biased or what have you, but Native American peoples, of which they were very diverse, you know. They had a lot of tasks to do in life, a lot of physical things. Uh, but they also just, you know, when, when the day's work was done, um, you know, they also still had their music and, and art. But they would also just spend a lot of time talking around the fire. Um, and reflecting maybe on their, their religion. But... The point that I'm trying to stress here is that their way of life, although culminated and progressed over such a long period of time, uh, stayed relatively the same for many, many generations. And to them, I don't believe I perceive them to have had a a desire for uh, extreme excitement just because the, the way that they lived life was in itself innately spiritual and very relaxed. Yeah, I mean, it, it's an interesting thing to look at, you know, civilizations that were, they just had a larger sense of well-being and then you got to question whether that just means that as a people they were you know less worried about things they were almost less mindful so they were like more carefree they were just whatever enjoying life or were they more mindful and they and they did uh, reach up like a, an, an inner peace for example, the Native Americans, um, many of them at least, the social structure within the tribe was organized so that people didn't maybe even know who their dad was. They didn't have dads. There wasn't monogamous relationships. Um, everyone had an uncle. And all your so different, there was no daddy issues? No, dude. All your different uncles would teach you how to fire a bow, would teach you how to skin a buffalo. Um, and there was just a, a very real sense of community and cohabital well-being that I think is something that is not present in our society and we spend a lot of time worried about our individual monogamous relationships. And we feel anxiety and worry about them many, many moons after they have ended or before they begin. But in terms of the individual and, and how you feel, 
in this crazy modern society that we live in, I think you can strive subtly for that peace that is founded in not worrying and uh, respecting your own chill. And you'll know if you have it and you'll know it's there just because you don't feel a panic about things. And even if you're in a tough shit situation, which I know many people are, more so than me, you might be tired and you might be struggling, but if you have faith in your own will of the moment, then you can... You can always get things done, unless there's a clear and present danger. Yeah, and it's like if you're by yourself, then all of your worries and like the negative things that are impacting your emotional state, if you're by yourself, then it's most likely just things that you create in your head, things that you're basically doing to yourself. Because in a relationship, I mean, it's like this person that you're, existing side by side with and it's it's often a very negative uh, influencer to your emotional state so it's like whenever you're alone or after a breakup you can start to uh, notice what was toxic about the relationship and what things did the did the person do that were uh, discomforting or things that you didn't like but you sort of just like pushed aside because you'd, you would rather be with them than, than really look closely at those things? Well, a lot of people, I think, um, purposefully lock themselves into relationships, even though there's problems, just so that they can feel that, I think, uh, largely physical sense of stability because they're scared like, of being alone. Yeah, and like feeling like, they're, like there's always somebody with you some like feeling like you have somebody and you're not alone and in in, in my most uh my longest relationship i felt like i was alone anyway and i've been yeah. reflecting on that recently uh i feel like to sum up why the relationship didn't go well in the long run is because i didn't feel like uh i had the emotional reciprocation that i would have desired and that's just the way that people are and you can't change that you can't change a person yeah it's like even whenever i had like a very supportive girlfriend that was always like wanting to uh that was always wanting to help me and stuff i was still just yeah like not very receptive to it and i was just like coming up with reasons as to why i uh why I should be feeling the way that I felt or like, you know, you know, just like reinforcing my negative thought patterns. And everybody understandably is an individual caught up with their own, um, goings on. And, you know, a lot of times to think your partner will be dealing with things that maybe you just can't relate to and cannot, uh, you can only support them so much uh, before it becomes 
there becomes a disconnect of a social understanding. Yeah, that's like what's so special about time that you do spend alone, I think, especially after like a long-term relationship whenever you're, you're not very often spending time alone because you're always with that person. It's like, I mean, we talked about, um, we talked about just the concept of, you know, eating a good meal or um, listening to music that was good or reading a book that's really good and just really uh, sitting and thinking about the experience that it gave you and not telling anybody about it. You don't always have to keep it to yourself, but just like, what if, what if you do, you know, have an experience that you just want to keep to yourself and you don't want to share it? A lot of the times I find that I might have a thought to say about an experience that I had recently, or I might have um, an input that I could bring to conversation, but I feel that I know that the person or people I'm talking to about it will not, they will not be perceiving it in the way that I feel it. So to sometimes when I do bring those things up, when I talk about something that I did recently or, or that happened to me, uh, it's not so much that they just don't care, it's just that they, their response often feels more negative than if I said nothing at all. So instead it's good to just like think about the thing that you would have said and just think about how it makes you feel. I think there's a beauty of the sorts in keeping things to yourself. Um, and some people are really social and they like to ask questions and they, they talk a lot about themselves. And, you know, that's, that's another conversation, but... But, you know, like in the, especially in the age of social media, it's like some people can't do anything without posting about it. And I've honestly noticed a difference since I deleted my Instagram app and my Snapchat app. I've really limited my social media in the past year or so. And it's a, yeah, like all I have is like Twitter really. And I don't very often tweet anything. And I, I don't know, it's, it's, it's nice sort of having the feeling that the only people that really know what's going on in my life are, are, are people that really have a sense of um, what I'm up to or have any contact with me are, you, are just the people that, have an interest in keeping up with me, people that are texting me and like, you know, maintaining a relationship with me. And I think it makes it more special because there's not just like a shit ton of people that are following me on social media and that are seeing the things that I'm doing or thing, seeing the things that I'm posting. It's like, if you want to have any connection with me, then you're going to have to make that effort to maintain the relationship. I think it's good to maintain a balance between expressing your experiences and ideas to people, uh, but also just also just uh, having your own reflection, you know. Um, and I think that can that can really strengthen your mind. It might push you down deeper into thought patterns uh, and make you more a creature of habit 
But that's not necessarily a bad thing. It just might mean that you reflect more upon things in your own way uh, rather than, I guess what I'm trying to say is rather than seeking validation from other people. In a way, you can you can just validate yourself. I think I did that today where uh, I could have contributed to a conversation, but instead I just began to reflect more upon the idea in my head and I had, you know, maybe two or three more thoughts about the thing. Um, and you, do, you don't have to put those thoughts out into the open to to acknowledge that the thought happened in the first place, you know? You know, and I kind of enjoyed them because they were thoughts that I had and things that I find interesting. It is a nice concept to me, I think. And I have friends like that who you bring up an interesting thought to them and quite often they'll have an equally interesting thought on a different side of the subject and you'll be like, well, you know, I, that's something I didn't know either. But but when you maybe pick up that you're in an environment where you recognize that putting yourself out there, putting your idea out there is not going to bring any fish to the line. You could like, you could look at it as what's the point or you could look at it as just like, well, I'm just going to uh, mind myself. And I think like in terms of like things that you do or experiences that you have that like you want to share, you want to talk to people about, I think, I mean, it's different for everybody, of course, but I think a lot of the things that I've felt, it's like whenever I have that desire to share it with somebody, it's almost like I'm, you know, looking for validation, um, for, for somebody to validate or acknowledge that the thing actually happened and they're like, oh, that's so cool. And if I don't show anybody or tell anybody, then I'm the only one that knows it happened. It's like, oh, well, did it actually happen? Who, who else is going to like acknowledge it, that it happened and like validate the experience for me? But it's like, you know, if you experienced it, then it happened and it's something that you experienced. And it's like, you know, going back to the question of the episode, if a tree falls in the forest with no one there to hear, does it make a sound? And it's like, you know, it doesn't, it doesn't matter if there's anybody there to hear it. Like if it makes a sound, then it made the sound and it happened. And whoever is around for it to be heard by, you know, like that sound will affect each, each person that hears it differently. And if there isn't anybody around to hear it, then it still happened. It's just not going to affect anybody else. So like in your own life, the things that you do, if there's nobody around for it to affect, like it's, it still happened to you and it's going to affect you because it did happen. I think if you got to stop looking for validation, if you begin to observe people, you might notice that more people, uh, maybe than you realize, do put things out there socially. They try and attract people. They try and uh, lure you in with a reaction because they want to feed off of that. They want a, a spring back. But not everyone is like that. I feel like I myself, I'm just... Uh, 
I'm more of a negotiator than a town crier. What do you mean by that? I feel like I'm fairly conscious of uh, of what I um at least desire uh, or want to get from people when I when I talk to them about stuff, um, and that can lead me to expectations and. And those expectations not being met, so you feel like the conversation didn't really give you what you wanted, so it was sort of inherently bad, in a way. You know, I think uh, old Theodore Roosevelt's phrase, which was, um, you know, relating to the military, uh, walk softly and carry a big stick, I think it can relate to a personality, and I can see it as being like, you know, like we've been saying, you know, reflect in yourself and, and, and know what you like and enjoy the things that you do and, and be kind to yourself. But if someone does ask you a question or, or interact with you about something, then, yeah, don't hesitate to, like, throw your ideas out there and, and ask them questions and be like, well, yeah, what do you think about this? And that way you can but, yeah, but to analyze more. And don't expect too much from it. Like, be more curious than um, expectant, you know? And that's, it's the same thing with, like, experiencing things in general. It's like, if you are just curious and you want the experience rather than expecting something from it, but, like, just being like, oh, well, I want to experience something and maybe this will be good instead of expecting it to be something. And I think that's good with conversation, with your relationships with people and just, like, doing anything, really. I think it might sound a little twisted, but you can use people to entertain you. Um, you know, there's, there might be a better way to say that, but I would say look at things that, from the perspective of um, drawing things from people rather than uh, expecting things from people and trying to influence them. Well, yeah, and I think, you know, drawing things from people and, like, you know, getting the experience from different people um, instead of expecting things from them, just, like, really um, soaking up everything that they have to offer. I think that's a really cool concept. We're, we're, we're about out of time, but I think, you know, just soaking up everything that somebody has to offer, you know, what type of person they are, what experience they give you, and just don't really expect anything. Just really be open to what a person has to offer. And maybe if you find that that person isn't giving much back, then maybe just keep a cool head and talk about as much as they are, you know? Just be real, real quiet, calmly. Yeah, man. See you, folks. Bye.